This month in White Dwarf, there's some updates for the army of Corn that you can use in Age of Sigmar. It's going to change up how you can use the army on the tabletop. Well, it might, depending. I mean, it probably won't. It's not that good. But anyway, let's have a look at it right now. Here is a video from the Total War 3 game, and it shows just the destructive, magnificent, powerful, rage-inducing force of a Cornate army. Fueled by bloodlust and the need for skulls, Corn is the epitome of violence and fury. However, on the tabletop, for Age of Sigmar 3 and for most of Age of Sigmar 2, Corn really was not that. Sitting at a 40% win rate, it's not that successful in the Age of Sigmar meta. In fact, if we just take a quick look at its performance over all of Age of Sigmar 3 since its launch, as you'll see, it's never really got particularly popular. Its peak being 2.5% of the meta in December, but really, really not reaching the strengths of things like Stormcast, which is currently sat at 15%. Its win rate has also been shocking. As you can see, up against the most successful army in Age of Sigmar 3 at the moment, in Seraphon, there's a 31% win rate between these two armies. So, going into this White Dwarf update, we were hoping for some really big changes to change up how this army plays, or at least give it some tools so that it can perform better against other armies out there. Let's just quickly talk about some of the weaknesses that the army has. It's very weak to shooting and doesn't have any of its own shooting other than skull cannons, which don't really see much play. It's a mid-board army, which means it can't alpha strike against your opponent in the first turn, meaning its ability to project power via shooting or long-range movement is also fairly limited. It also doesn't play very well in the magic phase. Corn hates magic, despises magic, in fact, and there hasn't really been much example of this. It's not really a very good anti-magic army. And finally, combat. Now, some of the combat units you find in Corn are very, very, very fighty, but still not as fighty as some of the other more fighty units that you might see in Age of Sigmar. A Gorking on Terrorgeist is an example of a very, very fighty monster character. Now, if we quickly look at what the most popular armies that were taken for Corn over the course of Age of Sigmar 3, you can see that it's Reapers of Vengeance, clearly the most popular choice. And this keys in with something that we see very commonly in Age of Sigmar in the ability to use very cheap resources for maximum effect in command points. If we go and look at the Reapers of Vengeance command ability, leave none alive, you can use this command ability at the start of the combat phase and you can pick a Reapers of Vengeance demon unit wholly within eight inches of another and you're gonna be able to make it fight again with all of its melee weapons now this is huge especially on bloodthirsters okay just a quick note on the tome celestias that come out so if you weren't aware there are rules updates for many different armies in age of sigmar 3 via the white dwarf magazine which is an in-print publication games workshop very much sticking with their we like to print things on paper philosophy as, uh, as opposed to being able to get these digitally so just be conscious of this if you're playing games with your friends at home or more importantly if you're playing at a tournament because there might be rules that you currently weren't aware of that were in circulation so in the update corners gained additional battle traits scenery rules grand strategy and battle tactics now, the battle trait that it's got is the Hatred of Sorcery. Each time a friendly corn unit is affected by a spell or the abilities of an endless spell, you must roll a dice. On a six, you ignore the effect of that spell or that endless spell's abilities on that unit and you receive one Blood Tithe point. Now, in a very magic-dominant meta, this may come in useful. This is a nice way, an additional way, of generating additional Blood Tithe points. However, 
there are already armies and even units that have much better spell protection. You have Storm Drake Guard, which are causing a storm in the competitive scene at the minute, has the ability to ignore spells on a four up. Kragnos has got some very, very good spell protection, and we're seeing him in lots of destruction lists as well. You have characters like Croak and Nagash who are able to unbind at big bonuses. So their ability to anti-magic is far more effective than what you're seeing here. And in fact, there are entire sub-factions for OCR Bone Reapers that are able to ignore spells or endless spells on a 4+. So this really doesn't feel very strong in comparison to lots of the other abilities. In addition, I would have liked to have seen something that really makes me realise that Korn hates magicians. It's not just that they ignore it a bit, because that's not really what Korn is about or the narrative is. What it is, is Korn loathes magicians. I want to see them being able to charge if within 12 inches of a magician in the hero phase. I want to see the rage and anger from Korn and his desire to smash wizards that they see anywhere on the board. So in my opinion, for a Cornet army, I would have preferred to have seen something like Run and Charge. That would have been very effective for these armies because they really do lack mobility, weirdly, in their War Scrolls. Also, with the release of the Identity Can recently, we know that Always Strikes First is going to be very common in the Age of Sigmar meta, and a all-fighting army would have been much better served with it having the ability to engage in that all-fighting meta. So overall, I don't rate this particular battle trait particularly high, So, but it's nice, I guess, in addition, if you're already playing Corn, then you potentially on a six will get a blood tithe point when your allegiance is blaze of corn you get for free in your army the skull altar which is your faction piece of terrain it's had two changes to its war scroll which means you could use these in your games on the tabletop now words of hate has stayed the same you can reroll chanting rolls for friendly corn priests wholly within eight inches of this terrain feature However, Witchbane is new, and they've also gained Invoke Judgment. Witchbane is, while any terrain feature with this scenery rule is on the battlefield, if a spell is miscast, which is when a wizard attempts to cast a spell on two dice, and a roll of a double one will cause a miscast, meaning they suffer D3 mortal wounds and are no longer able to cast any more spells for that phase. However, if a Skull Altar is on the board, it becomes D6 which is really quite exciting because this gives you a 1 in 36 chance to go from doing an average of 2 mortal wounds to an average of 3.5 mortal wounds. And finally, Invoke Judgment, which allows you to have a corn hero who isn't a priest and put them inside of the terrain piece. They can garrison it and they become a corn priest, meaning they can summon invocations. And they also benefit from Word of Hate, meaning that they can re-roll those summonable invocations. All in all, not quite the Herdstone upgrade that we saw for the Beast of Chaos last month. This is not that impressive at all, truthfully. I've recorded this several times. Long story short, this isn't very good at all in any way, shape or form. It's not the upgrade that the Beast of Chaos got and that's it. On to Grand Strategies. Now you've got faction-specific Grand Strategies, which are very, very good for some armies and not as good for others. Same with the Battle Tactics. Now for Corn, they've got for the Blood God, which is when the battle ends, you complete this Grand Strategy if, in every battle round after the first, you summoned Corn Demon units to the battlefield by expending Blood Tithe points. Blood Tithe points are something you generate when one of your units or an enemy unit is slain during the battle and you have a corn army on the board. Now you can use those Blood Tithe points for loads of different things, being able to generate a command point, being able to double move a unit, or indeed summon some corn units. When you do complete your grand strategy, you get three victory points at the end of the game. However, I can't see this being picked at all. One of the key features of a corn army is as units die, you're able to use the Blood Tithe table to use some mechanical 
different features for your army so you could do a double move for instance which really changes how you can strategically use your army on the tabletop choosing at your army list to decide to intentionally make your choices much slimmer doesn't feel like a strategy that any corn player will take oftentimes these faction specific grand strategies really are a hit and miss but maybe more fun to use in a narrative tournament if they even exist i don't know if they do on to the battle tactics battle tactics are chosen at the beginning of your player turn and completed at the end of your player turn and if you do you score two victory points now the first one is blood for the altar pick one enemy unit within nine inches of your skull altar complete this battle tactic if that unit is destroyed during this turn nice and easy very fun very thematic put those skulls on that skull altar this is good it'll double up with loads of other nice killing battle tactics that are available slay the sorcerer pick one enemy hero on the battlefield that is a wizard you complete this battle tactic if that hero is slain during this turn again fantastic really fun really good really easy to achieve if you choose yourself a nice soft squishy wizard the trial of skulls pick one for any unit you complete this battle tactic if eight or more enemy models are slain by attacks made by that unit during this turn a little bit more situational but eight models should be fairly achievable for some of your units that you use in your army so overall the battle tactics are quite nice they're very achievable they're very easy to do they're very in theme with killing stuff in a corn army so that's a fun set of battle tactics and makes them a little bit more easy to achieve for the corn army also inside the white dwarf update are path to glory rules but we don't cover those sorts of things on the honest wargamer we're more focused on tournament and gaming play overall this is a nice set of updates i guess for a corn army i wouldn't really say that it's going to change how it plays competitively in any way uh, and it definitely isn't going to bring it up to the level that it really needs to to compete with some of the newer armies or even some of the older armies that are doing particularly well corn is a really interesting book in that it's got lots of different units that all do the same thing yet does very few of them particularly well it has some core mechanical issues in that it's not a magic army or a shooting army so it already misses out on two long range threat phases and then when it comes to combat it isn't a particularly fast army either unless you go with some of the bigger characters and then they're quite squishy to some of the more elite shooting and fighting that we're seeing currently inside the meta overall i think corn could be a really dynamic book if it got a rewrite i think it there are lots of different really fun expression ways you could change some of those thematic law based ideas that we have in our heads and i would love to know what your ideas for how you would like to see some of those units or rules showcased in a book down below in the comments or if you listen to this back as a podcast it'd be really fun to hear your ideas so please do let us know this show wouldn't be possible without all of the people who help support us on Patreon. So if you would like to join us there, please do. Thanks to Scott Reed for being our biggest boss on Patreon. Ben O'Rourke for being in the Warlord tier. And thank you to Adam Blake, Ziggy, Andy Burton, Angle, Chris Welfare, Nathan W., Philip Smith, Sean McKenney, Squigs McGee, Tim Porter, Tom Gilboy, Colin Cochrane, Donald, Ta Donald Taylor, Francis Morin, Kenny Lull, and Mark Hatt for being big bosses. If you've liked what you've seen here, it would be sweet if you could join us on Patreon, because that's the only way we could carry on doing this. And I hope you guys have a nice day. Thanks for listening.